0: Welcome to this week's episode of Fackish. I'd like to thank you for tuning in as we get ready to wrap up Legislative Committee Week number two. Let's start with a roll call. First, our special host, our special guest, Eric Poole.
1: Thank you, Devin. Thank you for having me. I didn't know you built a studio out. This is
0: wonderful. This is Studio 67. That's wonderful.
1: Thank you for having me. I'll try to interject.
0: And can you add something to Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Next we have Sarah's with us today. Sarah, how you doing?
2: I'm good, Davin. I'm Sarah. I'm the policy analyst, and my email is shenley at Florida-Counties.com if you ever need me.
0: Right. And we're gonna get a t-shirt that says Sarah, the policy analyst. Like in quotes. That's awesome. Jeff, you used to be a policy analyst. Who are you now?
3: I am handling environment, water energy and emerging issues in technology and my email is jscala at flcounties.com all right you almost
0: forgot the dot com you were thinking about it tonette good afternoon happy friday how you doing
4: good afternoon sir i'm well tonette graham t graham at fl counties.com i cover all things health care public safety <laughs> justice and covet
0: all right Glad to have you. Tiffany, how are you doing today?
5: Hey, I'm doing good. Well, hey, everybody. Um, I am Tiffany Henderson. I am the Senior Public Policy Coordinator for FAC, and my email address is thenderson at fl-counties.com.
0: Eric, I got a tough decision here. I got two people left. I don't know who to call on first. I want to think, who performed better? Did Eddie or Bob perform better this week? I'd like to stay in their good graces, so you make the choice. All right, I'm going with Eddie. It wasn't even close. Eddie, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm
6: doing great. Welcome to Friday. Um, Eddie Labrador, I am the uh, Senior Legislative Counsel. I advise the public policy team um, legal matters. I cover community and
0: urban affairs, uh, amongst other issues. And how many more times were you right than the Deputy Director of Public Policy this week?
6: I'm counting at least think,
0: like three or four times.
6: I, I, I think I, I was uh, I didn't have any bad any, any bad opinions. Okay. I'll tell you.
0: And last but not least. my man, Bob with two B's, there's one on the front and the end. How you doing, Bob?
7: I'm doing all right today. I uh, dispute the earlier comment. I am Bob McKee, I handle finance, tax, and appropriations issues for the association. My email address is bmckee at fl-counties.com and I'm a split personality being both a certified public accountant and an economist.
0: Man, and almost a lawyer, you're almost a pretty good lawyer, I mean, if you know. No, 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 to- there's, a,
7: there's a bar between me and the
0: practice of law. Man, I got that, I'm not slow, I picked up, did you pick up on that? Yes. All right, let's go. Opening whip around. Just 10 words or less, guys, about this week. I'm going to hand it to our co host our special guest co host Here, this week, for you, 10 words or less. Reflections.
1: Well, at the legislature, I get to sit back and watch part of what's going on without actually having to engage, but I found some of the... Um, Legislation introduced to be um, similar to what we've seen in the past. You have people pushing legislation for reasons that are not clear, and it'll take us a couple of weeks to figure out what the real
0: motivation on some of these bills are. We can talk about those a little bit later. Yeah, smokescreens. We like that. Um, all right, I'm jumping to Tonette. Reflections on this week. You
4: stay in order next time. I'll, I'm mixing it up. Uh, no. Reflections on this week, I would definitely have to say it was a optimistic challenge. If this week has set the tone for what session is going to look like, I'm cautiously excited, but
0: going to enjoy the roller coaster ride and see what it brings. Yeah, I'm excited. If, if people are going to be dropping f bombs at the podium. Every day is going to be very entertaining. So, um, Eddie, how about this week for you? Well, if I had one word to describe this week, I would say
6: controversial. Ah. Uh, There were were several bills uh, which created a lot of controversy in committee. Uh, A lot of people speaking against um, these controversial bills.
0: Um, So... Um, Controversy is the word of the day Okay Um, Tiffany, how about you?
5: Well, I I had a good week Um, I guess, you know, broadband I've heard a lot of good things this week DEO started, I'll talk about it a little later But DEO has started their workshops Um, Director Eagle Presented um, before a house Committee, and I heard From Bob and, and Jeff that Broadband got a little money In the budget, so
0: so you're, it's been doing a good all, week you're doing all for right,
5: dance.
0: all right. Somebody has shown Tiffany the money. It's a good job, Tiff. Uh, Jeff, you're gonna have to wait because I'm going to Sarah. Sarah, what you got this week?
5: I would say
2: a little chaotic with HB1, but slightly more organized than
0: last week. All right, so we're getting, and how are you like, you know, being a newbie? You getting the hang of things?
2: Yeah, I'm getting the hang of things.
0: All right, somebody... slowing
2: in there, but.
0: Is anybody being mean to you? There's no hazing going on there.
2: Not so far, but we'll see. We'll see into the future. All
0: right, we have a forum for that. We have a forum. All right, I think I got Jeff and Bob left. I'm going with Bob. Bob. All
7: right, first, uh, Sarah, all the hazing has been directed my way. But uh, (laughs) I'm going to use five words rather than ten. It's going to be civics from the Civic Center.
0: Ah, You've been preparing all week for that, Bob. That's actually pretty good. That was worth the wait. Jeff, wrap it up here. What you got?
3: Boy, it seems like these priority bills are flying already through the process. The governor's budget has dropped, and we've got new gadflies showing up in committee.
0: Man, gadflies new to the process. I saw this guy. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that later. David Sirdar. Yeah. Yeah, He's everywhere. We need new personalities. Um, All right. Let's get into this. Um, As always, I want to start with um, our crack analyst, Sarah, the policy analyst. What's our data point this week? Last week, I think we talked about seniors and vaccinations. What are we talking about this week?
4: So
2: this week, I wanted to highlight on some of the recent funding disbursements by the governor through the rebuild Florida program. So on January 8th, about 20 million was announced for the rebuild Florida general support program. And then a little over a week later, 100 million was announced through the rebuild Florida infrastructure repair program. And the rebuild Florida support program was launched this past May with the purpose of developing funding and disaster plans on the state and local levels and about 37 counties, cities and programs received this funding. And then on the other side of things, 24 communities were awarded the 100 million through the Rebuild Florida Infrastructure Repair Program for infrastructure affected by Hurricane Irma. And the entire list of recipients is included on the Ledge bulletin.
0: All right, and look, segue, segue moment here, Eric Pool. Follow yes. up on that. So tell the people, share the good news about about what Sarah's talking about.
1: Yeah. So, at the Institute of County Government, we have,
0: which a, is located in the same building, located
1: right. in the same building. Um, in the strategic plan, we have something called signature initiatives, and it's meant to develop partnerships and find other opportunities that we can work on, so something non-education. And so we partnered with uh, the FSU Department of Urban Regional Planning to do some resiliency assessments in South uh, East Florida. Um, it was a long process. We were a co-applicant with them. It's about $358,000 in total. Um, and so we were also awarded uh, as a part of that. So we'll be working with FSU. Probably for about the next 18 months. And it'll our, our role will be primarily peer reviewing documents that the evaluation team is putting together. And then it'll culminate in training and best practices for other counties. So,
0: man, do you get a little bonus for that year end bonus? No, but we, we get to peel off some. We get some. In uh, fact, so ICG will get some administrative reimbursement.
1: We'll get, a, yeah, we'll get about 25000
0: twenty five $25, and $30,000. All right. All right. Good job, Eric. Serving the people always from the side of the Institute. Um, All right. Moving on. Tiff, you've been busy. So between the local government efficiency task force and Access 67, tell us what has transpired since the last time we talked.
5: Okay, well, I'll start with Access 67. And of course, that's FACS broadband initiative that we launched um, recently. And um, of course, working as partners with DEO. DEO, they have begun having their regional workshops in partnership with the regional planning councils. So those began yesterday. And they're about an hour and a half long workshops. Of course, they're virtual. Yesterday, um, they were in the Treasure Coast. region, which included Indian River, St. Lucie, Martin, and Palm Beach. Today, they had the Appalachian Regional Meeting, and that um, included several rural counties, Jackson, Calhoun, Gulf, Gadsden, Liberty, Franklin, Leon, Wakala, and Jefferson County. Um, They've had a a lot of maybe around 40 to 50 people on the calls, a lot of the providers, um, AT&T, T-Mobile, Comcast, um, several others are also participating. So it'll be interesting, the feedback that DEO, um, receives also the director, Dane Eagle, he presented in, um, In a committee meeting this week, it was the uh, House Tourism Infrastructure and Energy Subcommittee that he presented in, which is chaired by Representative Brad Drake, who ran the broadband legislation last year. And um, so basically, as a result of these regional workshops, they're going to have them, like I said, they started yesterday. They're going to go through February 12th, and what they um, are looking at is basically establishing a three-phase approach for the implementation of broadband expansion. And again, this is DEO, the Department of Economic Opportunity. So phase one would be a feasibility study to specify the nature of the connectivity gap and why it exists. Phase two, their strategic plan, and they'll assess various strategies of deployment. And then phase three basically um, includes the implementation phase. So um, so anyway, uh, lots of good stuff happening there. Next week, they're going to be very busy. They're going to um, go into the Emerald Coast um, on Monday, February 1st, um, Emerald Coast. Then February 2nd, they'll be in the Southwest Florida region. February 3rd in Central Florida, and then February 4th in Northeast Florida. So what FAC is gonna do is target the counties in those regions, and we're gonna send um, information. We always include information about these workshops in our, um, in our emails, but we're gonna send some targeted email messages to those specific counties um, so they know um, that they can participate and have a seat at the table when it comes to broadband. Um, Secondly, um, the Local Government Efficiency Task Force, they met last week. Um, We have good county representation on the task force. As a matter of fact, Carol Whitmore, um, she's the chair, she's a Manatee County Commissioner, and they have been asking for our input. um, This last meeting, Um, like I said last week, we received feedback and um, we're going to be reaching out to our county managers to to, um, give give us an assist with this one. Basically, we're gonna be asking for input on reporting required by the state. Um, The state requires a lot of reporting, but we specifically want to know, um, in the opinion of our counties, the reporting that they, wonder about like the reporting that do not lead to actionable items or changes, or they never receive feedback from the state. Does the report sit on a shelf and collect dust for 15, 20 years or
6: yes. Are it the- is. <laughs> yes.
5: Or is this state actually doing something with those reports so that's our homework for the task force and um, like i said we'll be reaching out to our county manager group to um to see what they have to say about that and we'll be providing that input basically a list of those reports to um to the task force
0: i think if you look in eric's bottom left drawer in a desk you got a, you got a lot of those reports, and they yeah. might be on that uh, that five and a quarter floppy disk. I think.
5: Yeah, from 1995. Right. I think I've seen those disks right. in Eric's office.
0: He scanned them all in by yeah. hand. I think. I, I can't find a computer to put them in. It, yeah, no. I, I bet Bob's got Bob's old computer.
1: That's where the SPSS program is.
0: Yeah, we find one and we save the world. We find like, that computer. All right, right. hey, Tim, thanks. Good job Thank this you. Week. Thank you. You can come back to work next week, all right?
5: I'm very efficient.
0: Yeah. Uh, Redhead Jeff, how you doing? Good, good.
3: It was uh, a little bit of a slow week uh, this week in the environmental water world. Uh, there were a little bit of redos, take twos of presentations. Uh, Secretary Valenstein came back to give another presentation on the implementation of Senate Bill 712 from last session, uh, but this week, Chris Pettit from FDAC's, uh Office of Ag Water Policy joined uh, to discuss BMPs, best management practices. Um, a few updates in ag this week. Uh, Holly Bell joined the Senate uh, Committee of Agriculture to give an update on the state hemp program, which is currently expanded to 66. You we know, have hemp in 66 counties. Yeah, you're ubiquitous. Uh, it's Hemp is growing, and it's growing fast. Um, you know, we approved that program last April, um, and it, within weeks, uh, there were plants in the ground. Um, uh, uf is was the first university to get approved research, uh, you know, to study hemp cultivation and the genetics. Um, so we're going to see a lot of development, um, you know, production, new products, CBD, gummies, and then everything in between. Uh, Also, they received an update on statewide food programs uh, from Feeding Florida and Feeding Tampa Bay. Uh, There's been an increased meal gap uh, that's occurred during, uh, that's impacting Florida families during the pandemic. Uh, The partner agencies highlighted the strategies to distribute, coordinate, and prepare for these crisis events like hurricanes and, and the pandemic um the projections estimate that 3.6 million floridians are food insecure and this includes 1.5 million children yeah. um and, and they yeah. see those projections uh not looking to level off until about 2025. right and we we added number.
0: something to our guiding principles this year we did um, food um we uh, added that
3: to our um and fair guiding principles back at Ledgecon Ledge in December. Um, as far as bills moving, also uh, there was a piece of dr- uh, piece of legislation on drones uh, that's moving. Did you almost curse? Uh, I think you almost
0: curse. You said a piece of what? You fixed it. Piece of
3: legislation oh, on
0: good. drones. All right. Yeah, how did
3: that go? It was, it was amended. Uh, it's it, it's moving. Uh, they removed a provision relating to crowd control. Um, there's a few different bills on drones, so we'll see which one, uh, the Senate and House want to move forward, uh, in session, uh, just a couple pieces of legislation that got filed this week. Um, there's a big old preemption, uh, that Eddie and I are taking a look at on the preemption of energy infrastructure. Um, this, this could prevent, uh, all repairs, future, uh, the, the deploying of energy infrastructure across the state, we're talking gas, renewables, uh, everything, uh, is included in that bill.
0: Man. Um, so we, are going to get to Senate bill 856
3: by Senator Hudson.
0: We're going to to see you in attack mode. Probably. That could be, that could be, hopefully that one doesn't make it to committee. Right. And as of right now, there's no house uh, companion. Correct.
3: That's right. Uh, and, and another bill, uh, House Bill 387 uh, by Representative Fine uh, was filed, and that's related to PACE programs, Property Assessed Clean Energy Programs. And it, it's seeking to add septic to sewer conversions to the list of approved uh, projects that can be used in PACE.
0: Okay. Yeah, now PACE been around. We'll see what happens with it. Eric, you got questions for Jeff? No? No, because you asked
1: it just was there a House bill on Senator Hudson's preemption bill. I mean, that one seems it's not even in his backyard and where those um, land use denials took place. So um, that, that would just be a huge problem for counties.
0: Yeah. And again, this is part of the smoke screen. The, the next couple of weeks, figuring out the why behind all of this stuff and getting down to the nitty gritty or the behind the scenes talk of it. Um, Eddie, what uh-huh. happened in your world you you were working hard you were tapping a lot of emails um and watching a lot of stuff give us an update please
6: okay uh well um let me uh start with community affairs on tuesday um, they basically heard uh, three bills uh, one of which was extremely controversial So let me start with the ones that are non-controversial. First was Senator Bruder's Bill 334, which uh, lifts the preemption on the regulation of smoking in public beaches, uh, so that uh, we'll be able to um, regulate uh, smoking on on our beaches. Uh, There was a lot of uh, discussion. Uh, by speakers who said that Florida is one of the top states having cigarette
0: butts on, on their beaches. I, I heard some of this testimony. Who counts the cigarette butts?
5: Hey, hey, listen, I used to, when I was in tourism, <laughs> I was coordinator of our coastal cleanup. Did you count over in Walton the County? Did you like, a we counted cigarette butts. Wow. Right. On the beach, yeah.
0: The other thing, because I, I wanted that. The after Nature the Conservancy
5: heads that up, yep.
0: All right. The second question I had, and Eddie, I found this interesting, is there was a lady that testified that said a cigarette butt is actually considered a piece of plastic. Because yes. it takes like 12, 13 years for it to break down. So those people throwing cigarette butts on the beach, you're just littering with plastic.
6: That's correct. And uh, uh, I, I heard that uh, testimony. I was taken aback by it because, you know, most people would think, well, cigarette butts are going to degrade, um, you know, in a few months, but they don't, um, they, it, it'll take an average of about 12 years for a cigarette, butt to actually degrade. Uh, so uh, I found that testimony rather interesting and very supportive of the reason to lift the preemption that there is on local governments right now being able to regulate the activities on the beach, especially smoking. Um, the other bill uh, is by Senator Bradley. It has uh, It is uh, 378, it has to do with uh, payments for construction services. Um, this is another one that passed unanimously, um, nine to zero out of the committee. Uh, basically what it does is that it increases a mandatory interest that has to be paid when um, a local government or a private contractor fails to pay uh, its subs for the con- or in our case, a contractor, um, the full amount of the invoice uh, for construction services that have been rendered in, in a given month. Uh, and that's outside of the retainage issue, you know. So generally, if, if you have a good faith dispute, if Eric owes okay.
0: me five bucks, does he fall underneath that? Eric it was two percent of five dollars.
1: That's a lot. It's like a dollar,
0: like ten you, cents. Yeah, I'm I'm supportive of this bill. <laughs> uh, just let you guy's know. Bob. You were supposed to have that answer first. You're shaking your head like that. This
7: you you, you asked Eric.
1: Yeah. And so
6: the, right. the bill passed with, with uh, little fanfare. Um, you know, it's just, uh, increasing that interest rate and making sure that, uh, people who knowingly fail to pay, uh, subcontractors, suppliers, and sub subcontractors for work that they've done, um, are, can be charged with, uh, um, a crime that, uh, I actually—it's uh, called the misapplication of construction funds. Uh, so I learned a little something there. I was unfamiliar with that particular penalty in in criminal law, um, but um, it uh, it also amends that section of law uh, to ensure that it applies across the board to those that knowingly fail to pay uh, for construction services. Um, the most controversial bill of course was the regional planning council bill. This is a bill that repeals the, uh, 10, uh, regional planning councils that we have in the state. It transfers a lot of their, uh, authority, uh, over to state agencies or in some cases, local government. And, uh, then it has the bill at the end, Allows for local governments to get together and uh, form, reform uh, regional planning councils uh, by interlocal agreement pursuant to Chapter One Sixty Three. So uh, the argument, of course, was made that by the sponsor and some of the supporters in the committee of the legislation was that we're deleting, we're we're getting rid of a. a a layer of bureaucracy, which is a good thing. We are saving counties money and uh, we are um, allowing the reformulation of the reconstituting of these RPCs in in a way that is more attuned to what the local community needs are. Uh, Of course, there was a lot of testimony about why the bill was not a good idea and actually calling on the committee members to not approve the bill. We had three commissioners who spoke against the bill. Uh, Commissioner Doug Smith from Martin County who talked about the different projects in Martin County where the Treasure Coast RPC has uh, been an excellent partner. Uh, we had uh, Baker County um, commissioner, uh, and commission chair, um, Jimmy Anderson, who spoke about, you know, how RP, the Northeast, Florida, RPC, uh, works with rural communities and what it means for rural communities to have a partner like a, a regional planning council who can provide a lot of services that they cannot budget for and provide themselves. Um, and lastly, we had um, Indian River County Commissioner Peter O'Brien, who focused in on economic development uh, and the fact that RPCs in the last five years have brought in more than $138 million um, to you know uh, our constituents and uh, what that means in terms of jobs, in terms of um, economic prosperity uh, and that, you know, uh, is a a focal point of the regional planning councils who are economic development districts. Um, In addition to that, there were several other environmental and uh, planning organizations that spoke against the bill. But in the end, the committee approved the bill. It was uh, on a six to three vote. And it next goes to um, the judiciary committee. Uh, that is chaired uh, by uh, Senator
0: Brandis. Okay. Um, real quick, Eric, you've been here 18 years. <clears throat> you've worked with RPCs from the FACT perspective. Comments on this?
1: Babe? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll just, from my perspective, I mean, I was first introduced RPCs when I was a graduate student over at the University of West Florida, and we were doing an impact fee study while I was at the Center for State and Local Government. So I had to go to the West Florida Regional Planning Council to learn about roads. And so, I mean, I've got a long history of working with them. When I was in Bay County, the RPC served as the transportation modelers for the MPO. In fact, for all the MPOs from Bay County to Escambia. Um, but what they do is a lot more than that. They, they lost their regulatory powers years ago. So they don't Review DRIs. They are allowed to provide comments on comp plan amendments, but so are other state agencies. But they also do all the hurricane evacuation modeling for the state. So that's funding from the Corps of Engineers. They do all the hazmat work uh, that's required under the Community Right to Know Act. Uh, They do transportation planning for small cities and counties. I'm not talking about regional, but just small transportation planning. They do grant writing. And what's What's interesting about them is that they're basically a low-cost consultant for these small communities that don't have staff to write grants, to do comp plan amendments, and they just are able to leverage their uh, overhead and financial resources internally to make them very cost-effective for these local governments. So, uh, Ron Book talked about a lot of this stuff and and mentioned that, uh, which I totally agree with, is... Because these are statutory creatures, they, I think, are able to draw down these monies. They are a known entity to uh, uh, EDA, uh, SBA, Corps of Engineers, other state agencies. They're just a known element. If you dissolve them and then try to regroup them, I mean, I think good luck trying to win over – a federal agency to get a grant. So I, I
0: just, I can't figure out,
1: you know, we, we'll figure it out at some point what right. the deal is, but.
0: This is another one with the smokescreen. It's a smoke what's screen the, What's the real story why? And just for our members on behalf of Eddie and Eric, I think our next step is, fact, is to do some digging to find out that real why, get behind the curtain, find out the real why of who's driving this and why they're driving, um, pushing yeah. this. There's no house companion, so we got a little bit of time to figure it out, um, and then we can formulate a position, um, and and go from there. I mean, I think I know what our position is going to be, but it, there's 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 some questions where we got to find the right answers to, so we can have a solid argument. Um yeah.
6: and 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 David, just, let me just mention one thing on the transportation front. Um, with respect to the RPCs, there's apparently, you know, five of them that serve as staff to the MPOs in some of these smaller areas. So if you repeal uh, those RPCs, uh, it's gonna have a great impact on projects in those areas uh, and because these, these small communities will not have the staffing that they need to do all of the functions that are currently done by those RPCs uh, on, on behalf of those um, uh, MPOs. So that, that was something that was raised, but you know, um, as a, a great impact that can't be remedied uh, by by the repeal.
1: And I, and I think, um, I think someone made a comment that, well, you know, the department DOT can do that work. I I don't think under federal law they can. There is a reason MPOs exist, and it is to provide the bottom-up planning. So they hire, they either have the resources to have their own staff to do the long-range planning, or they, you know, contract it out. They can't give it to the DOT. DOT sits as a partner with them, but the idea is that the MPOs independently develop those plans and provide them to the department the department can decide whether it's going to fund a project or not but anyway that's,
0: that's correct there. moving to the money world it's a big week for somebody uh mr mckee
7: today was well we're recording it on thursday the governor's budget dropped uh governor released his budget recommendations to the legislature they were required 30 days before the start of session he did it with a few days to spare one working day to spare um for a um, general overview of the budget, the bu- uh, budget is increased over the adopted um, Appropriations Act for 2021. It's up a 3.6% increase for a total budget amount of $96.6 billion. Um, more than half of the increased expenditures are related to COVID-19 pandemic response or the impacts uh, from the COVID-19 pandemic on Florida. Um, And we're going to, um, by the time you see this tomorrow, you should have received a much more detailed analysis on the governor's budget. Thank you for that, Bob, are you trying to tax the internet? There is an internet tax freedom act. So at the federal level, so we are preempted on any taxation of internet access. However, goods sold across the internet can be subject to local and state sales taxes. Florida is hearing the bill. It passed in committee, Senate Bill 50, by Senator Gruders, passed the Commerce and Tourism Committee unanimously by an 11 to nothing vote that would put those uh, similar standards in Florida to provide notice
0: to businesses out of state when they would have to collect and remit sales tax. All right, listen, I promise next week, Tonette, you are going first. So, Ms. Graham... What happened in health, safety, and justice and COVID this week?
4: SB 72 by Senator Brandes was heard for its first committee meeting in Senate Judiciary on Monday. This is the bill that gives legal protections for businesses, educational entities, governmental entities, and religious institutions against COVID-19 liability claims. For presentations, I think it's all safe to say that Director Jared Moskowitz has become a Florida celebrity and household name when it comes to this pandemic. He gave a stellar presentation on yesterday morning in the Senate Select Committee on Pandemic Preparedness and Response. D.E.M. also introduced the COVID sniffing dog in the committee meeting on yesterday. His name is Cobra. So COVID, uh, cobra. if There's you go to the can... state EOC now, you don't have to get it swabbed. The dog is supposed to be able to sniff the virus on you.
0: The dog has been trained. To the sniff. dog
4: has been trained.
0: OK, but here's the question. Aaron, if the dog sniffs you and you have COVID, what does the dog do next?
1: He sits next uh, to you.
0: That's the real question. What does it Tonette, what does a dog do if you have COVID? It barks or does it bite you or what I mean? It'll come up it, it'll circle around you if you have COVID. Besides it's
4: trainers, okay. if the dog comes up to you and stay around stays around you for more than five seconds, it has detected that you have COVID. Then the dog was in weird. the night building yesterday morning for the presentation. Did he circle Go back and guys. watch it on the Florida Champs. Did he circle anybody? I got to watch this.
1: He circled the director.
4: Yeah. Do the they dog- train these dogs to sniff anything that starts with the letter C-O? listen, that's not my ministry. I have no idea. <laughs> Nobody thankfully asked those questions on ah, yesterday. That was
0: a really smart joke. Man, that was Matthew good. My just
4: said, you know, if the, the dog sniffs you and circles around you, you're positive. Go quarantine.
0: All right. And for those out there, I remember, you know, Eric does a lot on the education front last week. He um, provided services to all of our new newly elected county commissioners. He did about four or five days worth of programming wrapped into about two a day. Two days. Um... And then he's been around this week helping us weighing in and doing stuff like re- your reflection on committee week number two. Predictable. Yeah, all right. You're, you've seen about 18 or 19 in these. Huh? Predictable. Alright, that's good. Sarah, what do you think? This is sort I would of it, yeah, as a grown-up, this is like been your first A
2: heavy multitasking week.
0: All right. But you're good at it you get to come back to work next week congratulations
7: and I'm thankful
0: <laughs> Jeff what do you have this week it was electric right, that's good that's energy you're going to be preempted from having a electric week better get it in while you can Tonette
4: mm, I'll say a gracious haze
0: okay Right? Yeah. No. You. You had a lot on your plate too with COVID and HB1. All right. This time, I'm choosing Bob over Eddie, only to make Bob feel good. Eddie, you really deserve it, but we need Bob to come back next week, so I, I gotta throw him a bone. Apologies in advance,
7: but the best reflection of the week was Tenet's glasses.
4: <laughs>
0: Man, Bob, you are on fire on fire that's pretty good
4: listen keep, these zoom and committee meetings are killing me i gotta make sure i keep 2020 so i had to invest in some blue lights and i really wanted to see if they work but they do
0: it's, it's, they do right. the goal is to maintain a 2020 and in 2021 See, i did that all right eddie bring it on home <laughs> with your reflections of the week
6: i still stick by my original word which is
0: controversial Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm sticking with. All right, and here's what I'm going to share. My last word, I'm sharing a pet peeve. Um, And Eric, I want your input on this. And this is to my members. Here's a pet peeve I've developed over the last three or four years. Um, And you saw it a lot. Speaking of HB1, and 69 testimonies, um, over two hours of testimony. But for the young folks, but for my members, here's what really ticks me off. And I'm going to advise you not to do this. You're an elected official. If you come to Tallahassee, if you go to the podium, do not read from your cell phone or iPad. You're elected because you can speak, you have some oratorical skills, you can deliver a cohesive thought without scrolling on your iPhone and looking down and not making eye contact with the people you're actually trying to convince. So Tonette, Jeff, Sarah, a lot of your generation thinks it's cool to get up in public comment and read the iPhone. And then, you know what? The phone screen goes blank, you gotta type in your code again, and then you know what? You're on a 60 second time limit. You spend 30 seconds trying to get into your phone, then you lose your place, versus if you, know you, got a, you know you got a minute to three minutes, or maybe longer. Put together, keep some cohesive thoughts, keep it clear and short and concise, and go look people in the eye and try to influence them. That's what we do for a living. You know, so what? If you gotta take a four by six note card, put down some bullet points on it. But reading from the phone, reading from iPad, that's not gonna cut it, uh, for me, ever, and I, a lot of our members. And so uh, our members, as elected officials, I advise you not to do it. You're not just representing yourself, you're representing your county and the people they elected you, which is probably a large amount of population and fat. And so um, my guys aren't gonna do it. Um, and I advise, as members, as representing the association and your fellow commissioners across the state, I advise you not to do it. You guys, how did you get elected? You looked somebody in the eye, you shook their hand, and asked them for a vote. And the same thing up here. All right. And that's my pet peeve, Eric. What do you think? Am I am I off of my No, I noticed
1: that yesterday when they were talking on HB one, people were looking at their, it. Just it's not a good luck. It's not effective.
0: Yeah, okay. just, just speak from your heart. So, um. That's what I got for this week. And as always, um, as we leave out, I, I promise I was going to do this every week. But I want to let all our members know that it's not the critic who counts. It's not the person who points out how the strong person stumbles, or whether the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the person who is actually in the arena. And that's you guys out there um, in all 67 counties. Um, Sarah, Bob, Eddie, Jeff, Tonette, Eric, tiffany i thank you guys and we will do this again next week and we'll see you then